was great. Got better and basically being faster, stronger, powerful, and being more explosive and now I'm out here competing and having fun. Running behind that fight offensive line, Derwin Graves did a great job tonight. With all the guys I played with, that was a fun experience being a part of, so I had fun with it. It's definitely been fun, man, so I appreciate all the coach staff what they've done for me. Maryland's been a great school for me. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Protect the Shell. Man, I would like to come in and say, man, the Terps came in, rolling, and came in, and got another big dub. But that's not the case this, that today, man, on this Sunday, I mean, on this Monday, excuse me. But today, man, I have a special guest, man. I have a guy, man, that's had done it all on a pro level, high school level, college level. Of course, he's a former Terp, Savon Walker, man. He's a D.C. native, man. The guy has played in all the leagues, man. He played in USFL, XFL, NFL. Man, he's a high-caliber guy, man. As a guy has go extra speed, man. A guy that loves the game of football, loves ball. Man, he's going to join the show today, man, to help me dissect this Maryland loss, man, and, and tell me exactly what went wrong in his eyes. He was there. It was homecoming. He was alumni. He went to go show support. So, man, Savon, come on up here, man. How y'all doing, Savon. Glad to be here, Brody. Thanks for having me, man. Savon in the building, man. My yeah. guy, man. First of all, man, I just got to talk about it, man. So what's going on with you these days, man? Uh, Seeing you out in Maryland, man, doing your thing, man, watching the uh, game for homecoming, man. You came out to show your support. So how was the environment out there? Um, it was definitely crazy, bro. Like, uh, it's not how we was when we was there. A little more support, you know what I mean? Uh, they got a little more money now, so the stadium and the lights and the effects is everything is crazy. Like, the atmosphere was definitely nice. Could have been more fans per usual, but it was good to yeah. be there. Got to see a couple of guys. Got to be on the sideline. Feel like I was about to run on the field, man. And that's what I was about to say, man. Did you see any, like, notable, like, alumni, man, guys we played with or guys that came before us? You know what I mean? Like, superstar guys, like maybe Tory Smith, anybody, Vernon could have came uh, You know Tory is always there, but Tory did not pop out this homecoming. But oh, I did get wow. Florida great. Our guy, Will Likely, was there for sure on the sideline. Okay. Uh, okay. Twan Brooks, Antoine Brooks, and you guys may know, number 25, Maryland great. He was there as well showing love. We had the guys like Derek Hayward. We had uh, – it was a lot of us out there. Lorenzo Harrison was out there when we met. We came together. That's my guy. Wow. Denzel uh, was there. You know, a lot I of guess, guys were okay. there. It should have been more, but it was definitely a good atmosphere to see everybody. Uh, you making me feel bad. Come on, man, cut it out. You making me feel bad. I, now I'm making, I wish I, I wish I was there. I I, I didn't follow the schedule. I, I I missed the memo that was homecoming. I was shocked when they told me it's homecoming this week. I'm like, oh man, too late now. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go right. to the Penn State game. I'm gonna be at the Penn State game for uh, they play November fifth. So I'm gonna come out there, man, chill the tailgate, man. So hope I'm gonna hit you up till you come through there, man. Get your you little small. Know, I'm little, out there. You out small, there, my boy. Put, put your little small mic on. Walk around, man. Interact with some of the uh Turk fans, man. You. Get, Get active. Yeah, man, definitely, man, just to get a little fun going, man. But, man, we're going to get into a little bit of your background, man. And um, then before we get into this Terps, man, this game that is kind of be hard to talk about. But, um, man, you play in the XFL, USFL, you play in the league, man. How was your time transitioning from Maryland, you know what I'm saying, to the league? Uh, There's things that people don't tell you about. I mean, everybody has that dream of going to the NFL and actually accomplishing that goal was definitely a blessing for me no matter which way I got there. But the transition yeah. from college to the NFL, I feel like we was pretty prepared. Even for our transition mm -hmm. from high school to college, I feel like going to Fresh Collegiate Academy put us in a different mindset of far like being ready for school. 
You know the workouts we went through when we was at uh, Friendship. Very yeah, intense. intense. We got the Merlin. We had some intense workouts, but we were more fit to do it because our bodies were conditioned. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like it was the same thing going into the league. They, uh, it's a little less on your body. They're not forcing you to bench 300-plus pounds in front of everybody. <laughs> so they take care of you a little more for sure on the NFL level or the professional level to say they take care of your body a little more because you're an investment at that point. Uh, but Definitely. for me, I feel like as long as you can grasp a playbook and you're coachable, you're good at any level of football. You know what I mean? As long as you Definitely. can learn and you're willing to learn, you can be good. Uh, all, right. all about finding the right are, fits. And we all know the playbooks can get kind of little, a little thick, man. man I'm telling that terminology. Every... <laughs> every coach has a way to tell you to do the same thing in their own way. That's what it gets confusing because they're telling you the same Dude. thing. Bro, I'm know. telling you, bro. Inside zone, inside zone, bro. They call it so many different ways. They be like, bro, like why we gotta make up these crazy names? Let's just call it this. It's very simple. But man, I don't know, man. The league may have a way of trying to figure out, man, who can last by who can learn all this terminology, man. man the ones that last, you gotta the know ones the speech that how they speak. Man, I'm telling you, man, coaches be like, speak my language, man. Don't come in and say <laughs> something like in your own way. And he'd be like, Well, we speaking the same language, just coming out different. You know what I mean, but it's crazy. So, man, in 2020, you was a sack leader, man, sack leader for the XFL, man. And uh, man, that's a great honor, man. I have. I mean, I, I wish I could be a sack leader, but I, mean, I choose to protect man, instead of uh, <laughs> too much we running know for what me. Happens when you play D-line, we know what happened. <laughs> Thanks for the kick. Way to kick, Brody. <laughs> They used XFL sack leader, man, and um, you had a great year. That's that's, that's the season that kind of came to a, a, a end, kind of quick, right? Yeah, that was like definitely. Uh, COVID, that's when COVID first came around. You know, it may be buzzing back around, but 2020, I was the sack leader in the XFL. I had a great time out there. It was yeah. fun playing football again. Uh, played for a good coaching staff and a good group of guys as well. So you know, when you're having fun playing football, no one can tell you anything, bro. Like, yeah, it's like back sure. when you first started playing football, where. You just running in circles, but you just have to be out there with your guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a blessing. You know what I mean? Got to play some good football. Kind of mad the season got cut short, but you know, season got cut short. But then what happened? Me and you got to reunite. Man, I was Pittsburgh, about to say, you know I, mean? I was about to say, baby, you came together in Pittsburgh, man, and played there for a little while, man. That was actually fun, bro. Like, man, we had some days there, dog. Man, man every day was every day was every day was a movie, man. I'm telling you, on the field, days, all the field. <laughs> Man, we always do the practice, though. That's all that matters. Man, always make always handle business, man. That's like some of the good times, man. I was like, man, I be going through my phone, seeing some of the old memories, man. Like, man, dog, always, we had some good bro. days. Any That's why we had to get you. Man, I'm telling you. So, man, man you had success, journey, man. Bro. We've been together since freshman year high school, man. We still freshman year high school, man. Freshman high school, college, man. Got the opportunity to play in the league together, man. That was crazy. That's really the craziest part, man. Wow, man. We accomplished all <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, man, you had the opportunity to do that, man. You played in the league, man. Like I said, man, you played together, man. You had crazy numbers in the XFL, and then you chose to go to the USFL. What made you make that jump from XFL to USFL that next year? Uh, So, actually, the XFL was kind of like dragging their feet. And, you know, as mm -hmm. us as football players, we get kind of tired of waiting for somebody to call your name and let you know what's going on. So, I decided to, like, jump the broom and – USFL called me. Uh, I didn't even know I was in a draft portal. Honestly, I got drafted on the first day of the draft. And I was just like, wow, okay. It's good to be wanted. It was good to be wanted. Yeah. Uh, got yeah. out there, had some fun. Uh, the league wasn't what I thought it was going to be the first time around. The second time around, they yeah. did change a few things. They got things yeah. a lot better. I respect that uh -huh. league. But it was just wasn't uh, – I'm not going to say it wasn't football, but it wasn't the type of football I was used to playing when I come – coming from different levels and aspects yeah. of the game. But nonetheless – You know that is. Pressure. 
is it strictly money? The more money you got, the better the the, the operational you side. Know, you know, and that's it, man. Uh, the same thing I thought when I played in USFL. I was like, bro, like we can't even. They only give us a give us no cleats, no compression shorts, no socks. Man, like man. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I called it with all due respect. I called it like the JUCO of professional football. And like I said, I love <laughs> that's the opportunity. And that's not a jab at any league or anything like that. You know, we keep it all respectful. We always, like I said, they're supposed to be a merger going on right now with the XFL and the USFL either way. But it's just like, as a professional athlete, you know what your body needs and you know what comes yeah. with the game when you've been to a certain level. Mm -hmm. So you hold yourself to a certain standard and you will hope they will hold you to that too. Uh, so it's sure. a little disheartening, but I definitely enjoyed the league. I met some great people out there. You know, it's all about building those bonds as we go on. 100%. Football has brought me in a lot of places that I never thought I would be. Uh, like 100%. I tell my people all the time, I caught my first flight ever thanks to football. So Facts. it's like, we're, we're blessed to be Facts. here because, like, you know, you Facts. know who's coming from, bro. <laughs> Facts. But I ain't that, uh, it back to the USFL, like I said, it was a blessing for sure. I had fun out there, met some great guys, and I probably caught my brothers forever. But when it came down to the football aspect, like, it was a little disheartening the way things came to be, but we yeah. know how things go. Money has to be made to uh, make things yep. better. Money makes the world go wrong. So I'm hoping that within the coming years, because spring football is something that people actually need. You know what I mean? Yeah, it gives 100%. people opportunity that don't get the opportunity to play in the NFL, but it also gives the fans and people out there for year round football, which I feel like everybody loves. Facts. Man, everything you said, I, I agree with, man. And, and and they making those changes. They understand and they understand and try to get the funding up, the more views on TV. They making that transition now. And they're doing a great job, I think, with the merge and also with Fox trying to get those guys on TV and for get sure, the sure, numbers sure. up. That it, it's definitely, definitely increased. Because I got the good side of the XFL. It was pretty good when I was there. Cool, they fed us good, everything. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but off that topic, you end up... <laughs> You end up playing for the Vegas Ra Vegas Vipers last year, man, and uh, sure. you was a late pickup. You was a late pickup that year, man, and uh, I guess you put. I guess you excelled, man. They brought. They wanted to bring you back, man. And are you going back, or are you choosing to stick out right now and wait for NFL call? As of right now, uh, I am technically still in the contract. I'm set to leave on January 10th. Uh, that may be changing depending on how the merger goes or information coming out for the next few months. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm prepared, regardless. Uh, but yeah, uh, being with the Vipers was definitely a blessing. Uh, they called me uh, five weeks into the season. Uh, it was a crazy situation because I was supposed to get drafted by them when they had the NXFL draft, but uh, it was some contract stipulation between the USFL and the XFL, be technically being on okay. the contract. So some things didn't go the way it's supposed to, and I ended up waiting a little longer, but nonetheless, I was blessed to get that call. Uh, it was crazy how I got out there because they called me on a Sunday after they lost to the DC team, they were in DC, you know where we're from. I live yeah. in the area, GNB area. They called me, uh, my defensive coordinator called me. He was like, uh, yeah, we're we going to need you. Be next to your phone in the next two days. They called me Monday morning. Mind you, I'm at work. I, I, you know what I do for work. I work in management for enterprise right now, but I also play ball, thank God. Uh, yeah. They reached out to me, and um, it was like, yeah, well, I'm at work. He's like, uh, yeah, we need you out here. Uh, when can you come out? I said, give me 30 minutes. I'm going to talk to my people. We're going to see what we can do. I was gone on a flight on Wednesday. Mm. From Monday to Wednesday, Man. I'm gone on the flight. I get out there, uh, do physicals, everything that morning. Next thing you know, I'm on a flight to the game. I'm thinking I'm just, I think I'm just going to the game. I'm suited up to play the game that same week. Don't know any plays. No, no plays. No plays. No nothing. No practice. No, no, no touch of contact. You know we do head busting <laughs> drills. I couldn't yeah. get head busting. I haven't yeah. had contact. Until, since the end of the USFL season up until that, that game in pre-warm-ups. Wow. 
And I felt, I it, mean, felt well, it felt natural. It felt natural. I mean, for, for, for the viewers, I mean, for the viewers, man, they couldn't tell, man. I think that game, did you come with that big fumble recovery or – you picked up nah, that wasn't that scoop. game. That was the next game. I got my oh, back under I, I, I was like, man, I, we couldn't tell. It was like you ain't bumped it a whole year. Because, I mean, you man, came out there looking natural, man. Like you I did say, your thing. It was a surreal moment for me. Like, uh, just being out there again, uh, very overwhelmed with emotions. <laughs> Even though that play didn't count, uh, you know it's on video, so it always counts in my heart. It's on video. <laughs> it's on video. We got the video. You know what I mean? <laughs> we might, I might show a little bit on the, on the page soon this week. Hey, you but, gotta uh, give the big boy some love, man. I ran a hundred dollars hey, for no reason. Somebody gotta see it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know, I know you got people over there kicking right now. It's early in the morning. It's a Monday morning right now. You got everybody kicking right now. But yeah. man, hey, man, you, hey, dog, I hope you do go back to uh, the XFL or USFL. It don't matter, man. You go back, I go back. But teammates <laughs> 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 forever. <laughs> no, for sure. But maybe we'll get on to this Maryland loss, man. I know you was out there in the atmosphere, had the opportunity to actually witness it firsthand and see it as I watched it on a streaming app. Um, it was homecoming, man. It was it was it was a great environment out there. I see you, like you said, you mentioned earlier, you met a lot of guys that was out there that you probably played with or some before us. And how was that to be under that type of environment, man? To see them lose the game with that ended kick, twenty seven to twenty four, uh, to a team that on paper, on a team that's lesser talent than Maryland, they should have won. Yeah, it's definitely disheartening because uh, you know a lot of guys like us who played in Maryland, we've been through the ups and downs of the program and seen how things can go us in the background watching this team. I know everybody was excited. Uh, yeah. We got to thinking like, wow, they're finally putting it together. They finally got yeah. the players that's fit for this league instead of the ACC. Like we were fit for the mm-hmm. ACC when we were there. Like everything yeah. started to make sense. So it's disheartening to see them fight against Ohio state last week and then come into a game like this and just like, I don't want to say drop the ball, but and, drop the ball. man. And it was just so close all through the games, all these miscues, all these sudden changes. And it should have been, just pounding on them. And you got to give it to Illinois, man. I watched the whole game. I sure. give it to Illinois. They had key players that played well. The quarterback, man, what is his name? The quarterback, um, at- Atmire. Man, he's yeah. a hell of a player, man. He's a young guy. He's a sophomore. He did the a guy, lot his feet to say him, guys. It, the guy was escaping those sacks, man, because I know um, they people they was burning the edge. Merlin was burning the edge, man. They was finding ways to move out of the pocket and continue to extend plays and find his favorite receiver down the field, Bryant, man. And he was doing that a lot. And he was just picking Maryland apart, man. And I was just like, they got to get this under under control at some point or this going to get out of hand. And uh, I think Maryland definitely second half kind of caught a little bit of spark and uh, began to play a little better. But early on in the game, it, it, it was it was a little hard to watch. You know what I mean? Like you said, coming from Ohio State game, I was just like, oh, this going to be a blowout. These you guys, know, man. Bro, like, like I said, it's very disheartening to see. like, Because uh, a guy like I said, a team you're supposed to beat, a team you're supposed to beat, you're supposed to – if not, go up by 30 in the first half, you know what I'm saying? But once you give a yeah. team like that who has nothing to lose, momentum, they're up. Like, And yeah. you know, usually the fans yeah. travel well from away teams to Big Ten games. They didn't have any fans. So I said these guys really wanted themselves because no one was rooting for them in that stadium. Right. So I'm like, right. these guys and- are really out here pushing for themselves. And when they're doing that, it's, it's hard to beat someone. And that's huge you say that because I didn't even know that, man. From the TV screens, you can't really tell – how many fans they got because the cameras always appointed to the home team. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that's kind of interesting to know that they had no fans. They played for themselves. But, I mean, we got – we got. I'm not giving excuses to Maryland, but we got to keep the key opponents – I mean, key factors in this, man, when you talk about Maryland and why they struggled a little bit. They had a lot of injuries, man. They had a lot of injuries yes, sir, coming yes, to that sir. game. Yes, they second, 
they secondary was hurt. You know what I'm saying? Dante Trader was gone. You know what I mean? Cor uh Corey Bullock, the offensive lineman, was hurt. You know what I mean? Dante Trader, like I said, Corey Deitches, a huge tight end form in the, yeah, in the yeah, passing yeah. game on third down. He was night. out. Definitely I mean, he's your go-to guy, as man Ellis was talking about. Corey Deitches is his guy. And I mean, he's been a guy that's been effective all year, and he was absent that game. And last but not least, um, Tarheep Steele, man, that guy yeah, right there, man. And the second, we really need that guy, man, as a DB man out there. Him and uh, him and Trader together, man, they was holding it down. So with that, with the absence of those two, man, the defense was kind of lost on the secondary. But I got to yeah, give it to I, as well. I definitely see, it, but one thing I also noticed as well. Uh, they got a pass rush as a whole. You know me as a D lineman. I'm going to watch how they pass rush. I'm going to watch how they hold up on blocks and play game. 100%. The front looks good. They look sturdy. They're, this one probably one of the bigger D lines I've seen in Maryland since I played there. Uh, so it's just like you got to rush as a whole. The guy wasn't escaping around the edge. The edge guys are pressing the pocket. Someone's not containing the B gap. He was escaping through the B gap and running around. So if you rushing, like I said, it's okay to go out there and give your best move. But when it comes to third down situations, third and long, when the, ball, the game's online, got to be gap signed. You got to close mm -hmm. the pocket down. You got to know where everybody's going to be. It's okay to blitz and all that and everything to show those things to get every, the QB off kilter. But at the same time, you have to be gap sound in any type of pass rush. You give that guy one lane, he's gone. He was doing it the whole night. He was making yeah. plays with the team, keeping them in the game. And it's, it, like I say, as a you know, as players, it's frustrating. And watch it's like, man, I wish I could get out there. But my time yeah. has came and gone from no to sure. I can't do it for y'all no more. But I'm always rooting for them. But it was kind of it was definitely disheartening to see them on that like being on the sideline that close and just watching them like that. But I just feel I like mean, they're a little more aggressive, man. They gotta be more aggressive. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I feel like the, in the second half of the game, man, they they was trying to get more aggressive. I mean, Gote, I got I, I got to get man. Gote was there when we was there. Gote, yeah. I, was he there with you? No, nah, he wasn't there, but I met him a few I, times. You already know. Okay, so I think Gote was there my last year. I think mm -hmm. Gote came as a freshman my last year. And, man, to see the growth of Gote, man, and um, and I had, like, some key plays in my notes, man, as I think about this game, man. Some of the key plays of those games was definitely Corey, Corey Jr. Corey, what's his name? Coley Jr., man, mm -hmm. the cornerback that stepped in, man. That guy has played well, man. That guy literally, before the halftime, I remember – they was going a deep ball to Bryant, I think, number one, that guy for Illinois, and he broke up a play that looked like it should have been a touchdown. It was yeah. a little underthrown. It was a little underthrown, but that guy played the ball so well, didn't cause a P.I. He played the ball, and, man, stopped that. Back stopped the ball it. A touchdown. You know, a touchdown. A, uh, defensive back, that's a confidence-driven position. So if you yeah. can get a play like that, you knock the ball down, there's no flag, that builds your confidence that you can do it yeah. the next play. 100%. And, and that's what helped him all through the game, man. He would just continue to just take steps in the right direction, man. He was playing very confident. Like he was loving what he was doing. And another sure. big play of that game was definitely late in the game with Gote, man, blitzing through that A or B guy, whatever way it was, and hit that running back, man. That man. Uh, I watched that live. He hit that guy, Fegan, man, and that guy got a tumbling back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't think he got the sack. But, man, I give him the no, sack. he got that. the sack. That was his second sack on the day, actually. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's man, what you he... like to see from a middle linebacker, man. Coming downhill, I'm not going left or right. I'm going through your chest every time you're going to have to make a choice. And, and Fegan is a big back, man. He, they say he was 235 pounds. I can't really tell, but he looked really big on TV. He man. looked, they say he he was he looked about 180 on that play when he met Gote. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gote definitely little boy them right there, man. And then Gote's man is becoming to – 
coming into itself, man. It's about that time now, and he's actually playing exactly the way they need him to play. As a leader, man, oh. God is taking the charge, man. And I thought that, man, he showed up great, man. But some of the things that did kill Maryland, man, was definitely the penalties. I mean, they both they both they both was penalized a lot, but it seems that Maryland penalties is really killing them because it was stopping yeah. the drives. I Bad mean, times. I feel like and then it was making Talia force some bad passes sometimes, man. And sometimes Talia was taking sacks that was unneeded. I mean, yeah, him running is, around the man. pocket, he got to get rid of the ball, man. The, man, the, I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it's a protection thing. The old line gave him time and he ran around, ran around. It's only so much you can do before the D line breaks off. You know that, bro. Like, sure, I know sure. that, man. I, you can't block a grown man for hours and hours, man. You only so much you can do. These and guys also, are scholarship too, regardless. Like, it's right. a game where you got to understand this give and take. And football is a game that any day, that's the day that best team, the better team that day is going to win. Not right. the better team last week, not the better team next week. The better team, when that ball is snapped at 12 o'clock on a Saturday, is going to win the game. And I and, feel like I, yesterday, Illinois is a better team, sadly. It was a better team, man. I think there was a better team. I think they wanted it a little more than Maryland. I thought Maryland kind of came in with a, uh, a thing when they showed it, like, oh, we got this, man. We played Ohio State well, man. We killed IU. We killed all these teams early in the year, man. But you came here and slept on the team that wanted them more, man. They still have opportunity to get bowl eligible. They still have opportunity. The season is still ahead of them, too. You know what I mean? For I sure. hear Locks on his, on his post-game interview talked about all the miscues and how he do want to take his head off to Illinois. But at the end of the day, we killed ourselves. It was things that they could have done that Illinois couldn't have stopped. I mean, they talked about running the ball on third down. What is your thoughts about Locks choosing to run the ball on third and medium opposed to just throwing the ball? See, it wasn't the thought of, like, the running. It was the type of run. If you're going to run an outside zone, give it to Hemby. He's a quicker guy on the edge. But if you're going to have Little John in there, give him the ball the way he runs the ball best. Give him straight downhill behind those guards, and he's going to put his head down, he's leaning forward and getting at least – an extra three, four yards every single time. Yeah. If you're going to run the ball, running the ball to their strengths. It's just like yep. even looking back, like you know, people, people. I don't know if people know this guy, Little John, was a D tackle and a running back in high school at 285, wow. hurdling guys, looking crazy for wow. St. John. I didn't. I think did not he know that. Gonna, he lost 60 pounds to play running back. And he's doing it well, man. And he's actually coming on the show, man. I'm excited to see him come on, man. Early, early this week, man. Uh, to talk about that, man. That's a good. That's a good point. I didn't. I didn't know that he was a uh, D lineman before. He lost, I know. I heard yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Like I thought. I heard he lost a lot like of weight because he actually looks good. Like I'm looking at him yeah. yesterday. I'm like, yeah, he looks good. You know like, who he remind me of, right? <laughs> you know who he remind me of. He remind me of Tayon Fleet Davis. He remind, yeah, he remind yeah, me of yeah. Fleet Davis. The, the running style for sure. Yeah, like, remind me of Fleet Davis. I'm not trying to run around you. If you duck your head, I'll make you miss. But if you want contact, I'm bringing it. And I love yeah, that style and- of play. It's like an old school style of play. You know I'm a head buster. You know how yeah. we go. We like to go forward. <laughs> we like contact. And I love no, for sure. No, nah, for sure. Man, it's funny that it's funny that you say that, man. Um, what was I about to say? Uh <laughs> you just lost me with that thought. <laughs> no, <laughs> that head buster, man. Cause I started about all those drills we did, man. And I was like, man, dog, no, we ain't about to keep doing this with my head, man. But, man, I was going to talk about the turnover battle, man. The turnover battle is huge in football, man. And uh, it changed the momentum of games, man. And um, Maryland put the ball on the ground three times. You know what I'm saying? Three times and one being a guy that I really respect, man, I really like. Ellis say he's inconsistent. I think he's a guy that's emerging, about to be a great guy, great graph form. And that's uh, Prather. 
Prather, yeah. man, is a guy, man, that had a great game last night, man. He had six receptions, or I won't say last night, Saturday. Six receptions, 70 yards, and a TD, man. And uh, I think Ohio State game, yes, he had some miscues, dropped the wide open pass on third down. But he had a big explosive play against Ohio State, too. And he, he used sure. that. It came into this game and, and was the guy. What the guy? He was the guy. You know what I mean? Um, only thing I thought about was, hey, Ellis was talking about, man, he inconsistent. Well, what about him tonight? <laughs> and he going off That's against crazy. Illinois. Uh, He's on, a three touchdown, he's on a three-game touchdown streak, too, as well. Yeah. So, it's like, for him to say he's inconsistent, I can respect it because you see him in a big game. You want guys to make these plays. But you got to realize we are all human. Every day, every game is not going to be a great game. We're going to have some days that may be off. But on those off days, we got to make sure we're doing other things on the field to make our presence felt. If I'm not catching the ball, I'm blocking my I'm blocking my blocking my A off downfield to make sure my running back. Yeah. Like, people yeah. got to understand, like, it's give and take for everything. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch didn't have a great time every game, but when he went off, he went off, right? Yeah, for sure. We, but you got to think. But you got to <laughs> think of the nature. You got to think of the nature of this game. It's not a for such sure. thing as an off day. You know what I mean? As a fan or as a analyst, now, like I, I don't care about someone having an off day. I mean, you have an off day, you got to be ready to take the criticism. And I feel like, man, if um, our guy Prater dropped the ball, he's going to be talked about. Because sure. I mean, you expect him to make a play, but it's the big leagues, man. And uh, when you're a guy like that that wants to be a guy, I mean, you got to make those plays, man. And uh, they're, they're counting on you to make those plays. I mean, Jay For Sean sure. is pulling his weight. Jay Sean has been a leader, but it needs to be more than just Jay Sean. And I think Prater started off really good last night. I mean, I keep saying last night, but Saturday started off really good, man. And then he was coming out, bringing the juice, the fire. I mean, I mean, Talia was finding him every play. Now you he was like, seen like he was... dance at they school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I mean, right with him. <laughs> I, I, hey, yeah, I ain't man. I ain't lying, man. I heard I seen him doing his little dance. I was like, oh, he in his mode. Keep feeding sure, him. Keep sure. feeding him. You the know, ball, like man. I said, going back to the receiver DB thing, those are the most common positions on the field. Right. If you're, if you're, if you're at your best when you're confident. I have met a receiver who's not, who does not think they're the best receiver on the field. Oh, you got to be that guy. They, uh, uh, unless they don't like playing, that's the only way you find one of those. Right. You, know, <laughs> no receiver, you know, no receivers are prima donnas. They like the ball, look good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We, we've been around a few. Yeah. A few of them. I mean, a few yeah, of some them. some great guys at the University of Maryland that played the receiver position, for sure. Uh, a, lot, a lot of great ones. <laughs> Literally that's one. crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So, man, how, how, did, how did the energy feel in the stadium, man, when, when that – like, just walk me through that moment, man, when um, I think uh, – what was the play? I think the quarterback – I keep forgetting this guy's name. Atmire. Atmire. Mm -hmm. Scramble for that long run. Was that for long run, or he even ran the ball for a long run? Scramble for a long run to set him up to put him in field goal range. I know it just sucked the life out of the stadium. It, it did for sure. Uh, so uh, I'm mind you, I'm right there on the sideline. They're right in front of us as it's happening. I'm just like, they're going to miss the field goal. We're going to block the field. You know, you've been optimistic. I, I, I mean, play. I was thinking the same thing. Like it's like it's got to block the field goal. It's got to go to OT. That's you the only way it's got to go down. It's going to be good football. Like. They're not losing this game. This this game is not going to go this way. But when I seen him break contain once again, uh, he's running, he's running. I felt like he was running forever in my head. Like you know, you get those plays like, bro, just go bro. down, go down, drop the ball, that, fumble. That's that's what I was saying as I was watching. I was like, bro, he's running. I see five yards, ten yards. So I'm like, bro, he's about to run to the whole touchdown, bro. Guy, like no one wants the quarterback. Like it was very. I said it was hot. It was it was heartbreaking for sure. Uh, you know, you want to put your head down and turn away and. Hide your tail because you know we talk crazy. We love our church. Like I said, we're very, 
we grew up in this area. We grew up watching church football. We got a chance to play for our, the team we grew up yeah. watching. So it definitely. definitely sucks watching them lose a game like that that they're supposed to win. Once I see the field goal go to the goal post, I turn my back. I mean, walk through it, the tail, it, man. It, 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 but I say it was definitely hard to watch, man. It, it was a bad day. I was getting Texas messages from all my, my other co-hosts from my other show, man. It was like, Maryland F me that today, man, on my on my spread. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. Man. I mean, I, I mean, I it was an automatic it was an automatic win. It should have been on paper, man. But once again, man, you gotta take it off for those guys, man. And then uh Altmeyer, man, being a young guy, sophomore, man. I mean, you can't get not, give nothing but credit to that guy, man. He came into I would say a hostile environment because we was on fire. Because we was on fire, man. We coming on fire right now. And uh and that guy, man, gave it all he had, and he came out the better quarterback that day, man. Uh, like I said, Talia made some mistakes that he wished he could get back. But knowing those guys, man, they're going to definitely come back off this bye week, man. And then it's a big week for them, man. They got to get healthy. I think they had to get some of their stars back, man, like Corey Deitches, a guy they need on third down. That they, they, Their secondary, Dante Trader, you know what I'm saying, still those two guys back there controlling it, man, as, as older guys and veteran guys. And, of course, man, your leading guy, Corey Bullock up front, man, got to get that line moving, man. But Hemby, man, the second half, he, he was bringing it, man. He was bringing the second half. He was using his legs, man. He was breaking through tackles, man. And he, yes. he was trying to get them the fire they needed. And I know watching it out there, man, you can definitely feel aggression behind it. But just some small errors, man, taking sacks late in the game is what killed him, man. It's crazy. I, I love how they were setting up the plays, too, even like that. I don't know if you've seen that one screen. It was a play action screen when they rolled Hippie out to the left. I'm like, that's a beautiful play because you guys set it up. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta work off that, man. You gotta take yeah. what they're giving you, man. And it feels like, like I said, we and we played for this team, so we know a little bit. Yep. I feel like even when we get up, we get lax, man. Like, yeah. Or if somebody goes about a touchdown, we just accept it. No one's on yeah. the sideline mad or yelling or hyping anybody up. People just like, okay, we'll be good. No, and, you got to and, and, man. And, and what this this game reminded me of is is back like back in the time when we played. It was kind of like we start off good, we do good things, inconsistent, and it's just like we end up losing. They're like, well, dang, Maryland could have got them. It's always been that story since I've I've been around the program and been following Maryland and playing for them as well as you. It's always been like Maryland be having a potential. And that's what they showed that night. They showed that night, Saturday night, that they had potential to win that game. And it's just like they don't know how to finish. Like Y'all are clearly the better team. Y'all, when y'all turn it on, y'all turn it on. Roman Hemby's running through a whole defense. It's like they had no guy. Don't get me wrong, number 28, that middle linebacker for Illinois was a was a thumper. He was a guy, he was sniffing <laughs> out. He, he was he was sniffing out a lot of plays, but Maryland did catch him a couple times. I think in the late in the third quarter when they went down to score their touchdown, they ran a play where they did like a counter to the right. They pulled tackle and guard to the right, and they ran the ball to the left. And, and it was like wide open, beautiful. Had the linebacker confused. He ain't know what to look at. But <laughs> it was play. It was plays like that that was going like, well, Locks had the potential of calling great plays. It's just got to be blocked right. And that's what Locks said in his post game interview. It's like we why why they say man why do you run the ball on third down? Well, we don't know why we we, we run the ball and throw the ball based on looks that we expect to get. And that's what he did. He thought we was getting a certain look, and we chose to run the ball on, um, I would say, a key third down that could help set him up with victory and chose to run the ball and stopped in the backfield. And it's like, well, you're the worst play caller. But if it had worked, he'd have been the best play caller because he's sure. ran the ball plenty of times this year on third down when it should have been a passing situation, and they ran you know, and got the first down. You know um, everything is give and take with this league. Everybody's going to criticize everything, just like you said earlier about when we saw my Uh When you're in charge of – 
a hundred people's lives and how they're going to move, you're going to get a lot of criticism. Like you're literally the leader of a tribe when you're the head coach of a football team. You got a lot on your plate, but regardless, no one cares about it. No one cares what you got going on at home. Once you step into that stadium, you put that gear on, you are solely responsible for bringing home a win, and that's it. And that's just how the business goes, Saturday. But another thing that I noticed that uh, we haven't talked about yet, special teams, man. Yeah, and that was about to get to that point. Kickoff coverage and punt coverage was terrible yesterday. I mean, Saturday. Yes, terrible. It was terrible. They was giving up too many yards, man. And I I was going to get to that because I was talking about the hidden yardage, man. We talk about that in the league. talk about that in all phases of football. I mean – they are everything bounces off each other. Offense, defenses, and, and special teams. And sure. special teams suck. You know what I mean? It sucked. It gave them too many advantages, gave them too much field position starting off their drives. That was actually what was helping that young quarterback and at Altmeyer to be able to be efficient and stay ahead of the chains. And you want to always win as an offensive coordinator, you always want to win first down. Because if you start off bad on first down, it puts you in a different type of category when it comes to your game plan. Right. Now you got to play second and long. Now when you get a, you be official on first down, now you can set a defense up with play action on second down because it could be a run again or it could be a pass. You never know. Right, right. But when you play behind the chains on second down like that, it's all you, – you got everybody dropping on defense. Everyone is dropping and you're putting your pressure on who? The O-line. And guess what? Mm-hmm. The O-line can only block for so long. This it's is fast. coming from a guy that's playing O-line. I mean, it's stressful playing up there, man, and it's second and 15, and, and, and everybody in the stadium and Ray Charles that can't even see know you know you throwing the ball. You know what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's a bad feeling. You know what I mean? So, I, I think mean, that also, man, was, like, when you got a team starting at the plus 50 every drive because their pump returner is giving them the ball, like, you can't do that to a defense. You know what I mean? You already start yeah. them in the depth. You know me playing. Me being yeah. – like you just said, you gave your offensive line aspect. Me being yeah. a defensive player – it's demoralizing and having to cover an offense from the plus fifty every single time. It's it, hard, it's, man. It's, it's, it's a short field. It's a and short it's field, man. For them to get, like they're they're twenty yard, they're twenty to twenty five yards away from a field goal already. So it's just like you guys got to help us as well. Every, like you say, everything builds off each other. If a special teams playing bad, the defense is going to almost entirely play bad. And then yeah, other way around, their their special teams looking good now. They got energy. They're excited. Yep. But we only got forty yards to get points. Let's yeah, do this, guys. Whether it's it could be 90 yards, 70 yards. But anytime you're past that 50, in your mind, you're already like your plays are set. So it'll just be different, man. You got to – they got to get back. They got to do – they got a lot of talking to do over this bye week, honestly. I mean, Yeah, man, definitely, man. I'm about to say, man, the good thing about this, man, they still – ahead of the change. They still in a good position, man, to sure. to accomplish all their goals, man, to go to a great bowl game this year. They will be bowl eligible. I'm I I am i am putting my staff on that one. I mean I know everybody in Turb Nation know they will be bowl eligible at some point sure. soon. And um yeah man going up to Chicago in two weeks man it's gonna be big for them to get that win to get things back rolling like Locke said in his post game interview. He has to get things back in their rhythm and their style again. And they fell a little off. It was a little it was a little sloppy and like I said, I mean, he takes his head off the Illinois once again. They, they did a great job coming and being a better team. But it was things that they left on the field, man, that could have helped them succeed to get that victory Saturday night. And um, I know we're talking about this now on a Monday, man, but uh, they got a full week to prep, man, for, for Chicago, man. I said for Chicago, but for Northwestern, man, and uh, <laughs> prepare, for their trip, prepare for their trip to Chicago, man, and um, – they have a whole week and a half, two weeks, man, to prepare, man. And there's no excuses, man. You know what I say? Once their main focus is getting guys back healthy, man, to go better go up there and go compete, man, with all their guys. And uh, after this bye week, it's going to be a long stretch for them to finish the season strong and try to stay healthy as possible if they want to run 
a great bowl game this year. And what no, what are your I'm thoughts sure. on what what are your thoughts on the Terps man moving into this bye week, man? What is something you think they need to work on going into this bye week, man? This week need to be pivotal for them. Uh, one of the most important things is what you said, like getting those guys who were hurt back, make sure they're healthy if possible, uh, making sure they're positioned to be ready to come back, uh, making sure these guys actually get some rest. Uh, people uh, really don't never talk about that aspect of how that helps your body for preparation for a new game. You got to yeah. make sure these guys are getting proper rest. I don't know if you remember in training camp when we was in college, they actually gave us sleep bands where they were tracking our sleep. So to see, how oh yeah, sure I remember you know that. I mean, making sure yeah. we're getting the proper amount of sleep, actually mm-hmm. make sure we actually get REM sleep. So I feel like rest is important, but also yep. locking back into those playbooks and understanding what needs to be done. Uh, you yep. always got to retouch up and tune up things. No matter how good you are, there's always things you can get better. So as long as, like I said, rest up, get healthy, and then lock back into what needs to be done. Uh, they have a goal in mind. Uh, like I said, me and a few guys were talking like, yeah, this is Maryland year to be ten and two, nine and three, and they still yep. can do it. But they Still have do to it. finish out strong. Yeah. And I, I want that 10 and 2. I want that 10 yeah. and 2 bad. So I want it bad for him too, man. I want to be undefeated this year. I wanted to beat Ohio State and be still undefeated, I, you, man. But I, um, you know I wanted that bad for my man, for it, it, was, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough to watch that loss, man, because they started out so strong, man. But, so strong, bro. Like I was telling people, people like, bro, I'm about to bet on. I was like, I ain't gonna hold you. You can bet on them if you you can bet on Ohio State if you want to. But I got a feeling in my heart, bro. Uh, uh, upset that is Maryland coming. going to do it this year, bro. And, and they, they and came they out did. strong. I'm like, I was right. I fell asleep. Yeah. Took a little nap. It's probably, they probably lost because I fell asleep. I'm going to take – I'm going to apologize to the for falling asleep because I woke up to an L. But I thought it was cool. I thought I could take a little dosey so, though. I, I, hey, hey, I, I know you. I know what you said, man. Because sometimes it feel like when, when, when you watch the game, oh, they a team does better when you watch it. It feel like they trying to please you. But soon you shut it off. It's almost <laughs> something bad happening. For like, man, if I kept watching the game, maybe it'd have been straight. Man, we'd have been good. But man, sure. it's crazy, man. But like I said, man, I agree with everything you're saying about them going into this bye week, man. It, it's a refocus plan, refocus thing for these team, for this team, man, and uh. It's time for them to get back to their core values of their program, man, and uh, get back to their identity, man. I don't think they fall off. I think they just got a little sloppy last week and uh, came in a little, maybe a little big-headed or kind of playing down to their opponent's level, and their opponent outplayed them. And, uh, man, it's got, man, it's, like I say, everything is still in front of them, man. They still have the opportunity to get everything they want to get. But um, I look at this as the second half of the season now, man. Once you come off your bye week, it's the second half of your season. And this is where – it's about to be everything because you want to know once it gets to November, man, that's where everybody plays for November, man. And then November is the, is the time where people make their big stretches, man. And the, the best teams win in November. And we all know that, man, in football, man, best teams win in November in college football because those are the ones that's going to go play for it all. And I think Maryland has the opportunity to do that, man. He's got to stay focused. And once again, not get off to a slow start in the game, man, because, you know, early on this year, they kept starting off real slow. Against Charlotte, starting off slow, like oh, scared everybody, yeah, and they go blow them out. You know what I'm saying, man, you cannot give these guys opportunities. You know what I'm saying, and um, that's it, man. I mean, I feel like Maryland's on 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 the way, man. And uh, man, I'm happy that you came on, was able to come in and talk talk with me, man, about you this man. Cause you was actually you out there, because you was you was actually out there, man. And I don't think the people that's listening, man, gonna understand that you was actually out there. You had to actually feel. The, the life gets sucked out the stadium when that when that when that ball went through the uprights, man, and to feel that, man. And uh, I just wanted everybody, man, out there to feel this, man, on this Monday morning, man, to feel the environment that you felt, man, feel the the emotions you felt after that big loss when we just knew our Terps were gonna come out victorious, man. We're gonna be sending our fight song. M A R L A F D Maryland will win. 
Woo! You know what I mean? But we wasn't singing that, man. And um, but like I said, we still had the opportunity to sing sing that again, man, the rest of the season. So man, that concludes my second episode of Protect the Shell, man, with my guy, former teammate, my brother, Savon Walker, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And uh hope we can get you back on later on in the season, man, or in the offseason, or even when we transition to basketball, man. Hoping to get you on there. You know, all the football players yeah. swear they basketball players. You already know how we've been doing this for years, bro. So at the end of the day, anytime you need me, I'm here. I appreciate you for having me. I enjoy talking football. Definitely enjoy talking turfs. I'm always gonna be a turf turfs for L. In the great words of President Lowe, go Tips. Go Tufts. <laughs> All right, brother, man. Be safe, man. All right, my man. Great seeing you, man. Stay safe. You too. Man, thank y'all too, for tuning in to Protect the Shell, man, this week, man. um, Starting off early this Monday, man. Off to a loss, man, to the Terps, man. 27 to 24 to Illinois. It was hard one to watch, man. It was demoralizing as a fan to see them lose late in the stretch, man. It was a lot of things the Terps has to clean up. As they move forward, man, they have a bye week this week. The following week, they'll be taking on Northwestern. They'll be traveling to Chicago, man, to take on those guys, man. And uh, this week, they had the opportunity, man, to really rebrand themselves, man, and play the style of football that the Terps know they can. And um, starting with this bye week, man, getting guys back healthy, man, some of their key players, and uh, like Corey Deitches, man, Dante Trader Jr., Corey Bullock, and uh, to Tarheeb still, man, getting those guys back, man, it's going to be keys for those guys going next week, man, going up to Chicago to take on Northwestern. But once again, man, I appreciate y'all, Turp Nation. Continue to listen on, man. Uh, enjoy y'all Monday, man. Be safe out there, man. And um, always go Terps. <laughs>